0: Hi there, podcast listeners. We have a special treat for you today. Uh, About four times a year, we have what we call a kid-friendly sermon. Uh, It happens during school holidays. And basically, I pitch the sermon such that the kids really get the first half and uh, I, I make some extra comments to the adults at the end. It's an unusual kind of sermon, but it's one that seems to work for our congregation and I hope it's of benefit to you too. Anyway, here's the sermon. Our God in heaven today, we have many things on our minds. Uh, some of us have food on our minds. Some of us have presents on our minds. Some of us have people on our minds. Some of us have worries and sadnesses on our minds. Some of us are almost too jittery with happiness and exciting things. God, it is a special day and we thank you for it. But as we come to your word, we ask for two things, focus and faith. Give us focus, please, to be able to hear exactly what it is that You are saying to us in the Bible this morning. Give us faith too, to trust it, to take it as Your Word and to take it into our lives and live a little differently, thanks to Jesus. And we ask it in His name, please. Amen. Amen. All right. Now kids, let me just get a little bit of a sense of where you all are this morning, okay, so I know who I'm kind of aiming at, there's Jesse in the front row, brilliant, oh good, just mind my drink there, oh dear, look, he's, the pastor's made a, put an obstacle in front of you, oh dear. Um, anyway, uh, th- that's fine, um, am I am I booming? No, I'm okay. Um, let me tell you up front, kids, what it is that we're going to be seeing from the Bible today. Let me tell you um, to begin with, so you know what we're looking for, so you know the main message that I'm going to be talking about today. Here it is, it's very simple, it's that Christmas is about some very big and very great news from our God, we already knew that, but even though it's about very big and very great news from our God, you don't have to be very big or very great. Uh, That's not what Christmas is about. The great big news of of Jesus and of Christmas has always been that great big Jesus loves even the littlest of His children. That's what I want to come through today. In fact, it's only when we see how big and great Jesus is and how little and small we are that we really get what Christmas is all about. Okay, so that's the main thing that we're going to be talking about. That's the, the big thing that we're going to see in this story uh, in the Bible. Now, in a minute... We're going to look at that story in the Bible again and it'll come up on the screen and I'll get you to read along and all of that kind of thing. But before we get to the Christmassy, mary Jesusy story, I've got an important question to ask you and I'd like to see some hands uh, in the air. And I always like it when parents play, or sorry, grown-ups play along with the, at least the hands in the air a uh, little bit. That, I think that helps. Um, important question to ask you, are you ready? <coughs> Warmed up your arms? Okay. <laughs> have you ever tried to do a thing that you were just too little to be able to do? Have we ever, Yep. come on grown-ups, have we, have we ever tried to do a thing that we were just too little um, to be able, can you think of anything like that? Um, so, you know, you, you were getting bigger you would get you would get I'm not at I'm not that little anymore maybe with a bit of a stomp I'm not that little anymore I or maybe with a bit of a grump I'm bigger now you know that kind of a thing anyone yeah okay just can anyone think of an example that's really quick to tell Ooh, do you want to share it with us gail when I was little um, I had a, I had a little tricycle and I would ride towards around the block yes but I was, I was to turn the tricycle around to go back to my house, so I ride all the way around the block to get home. I got picked up by the police. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Maybe better just to turn your tricycle around. Okay, very good. <laughs> yeah, um, Charlie, did you want to share one? Um, I used to be not big enough to ride on mower. Ah, but now you are big enough to do the ride on mower. Yes. yes that's yes for your dad and your mum as much as for you. Uh, Glorious day. Okay, hands down, I've got another question. Who has ever tried to do a thing, uh, a big person thing, maybe even an adult thing but here's what happened, you stuffed it because you really were still too little to be able to do that. Can you think of an example of that maybe? Uh, where actually, maybe it's, um, maybe it's using the sharp knives on the chopping board at home with a wobbly, nobbly carrot. <laughs> uh, or maybe it's, um, uh, using dad's or mum's hammer, you know, and you're holding the nail there and your thumb is right there, you know. Why did dad's no- the hammers have to be so heavy? Uh, or maybe it's, um, maybe it's mum's makeup. I mean, you've seen her do it a thousand times. It's not that, I'm quite big now, I know how it goes and just sort of, oh, put it on there. Has anyone ever done something where they were actually just too little and stuffed it? Yeah, let me tell you one little story. One time, my whole family, this is when I was young, when I was uh, a bit younger than Noah, maybe maybe a bit older than Jesse, my whole family was going around to Mark's place. Mark was one of my best mates. My whole family was going there, so there was me, there was my mum, there was my dad, my sisters, all loaded into the car all piled into the car and uh, my mum and Mark's mum, they they talked about, it. we were going for lunch and they talked about what each of them would make and my mum was bringing dessert and, uh, and, and this dessert, it was this wonderful, chocolatey, uh, perhaps you can think of something that you might be eating today, this chocolatey, gooey, slicey, desserty kind of mess, it was glorious. Uh, anyway, there was only one problem, um, I the big boy that I was... I had been nursing it in the car, you see, and I knew that I was big enough, I can see it in my mind now, I was big enough to walk it out of the car and along the footpath and up their kind of steep curvy driveway and up to their front door and up through the steps, 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 through their kitchen door, left onto the kitchen. I was big enough because I was big enough. In fact, I think that's how I said it to my mum. Mum, I'm big enough to do it myself. I remember three things, I remember my mum, she's a very patient woman, gently urging her rather hot-headed son to let her carry it, no I'm big enough, I remember it smashing all over the footpath, there was no saving it folks, it was was crockery, shards of crockery through the whole thing Uh, and I remember, uh, if I remember it uh, correctly, I didn't even make it out of the car smashed it on as I got it into the gutter and thirdly I remember the dish that it was in which was one of mum's favourites at the time and I knew it and uh, she still has the rest of the set minus one because I thought I was big enough. Can we have a look at the Bible passage together? Now, what did we say? The great big news of Christmas has always been that great big Jesus loves even the littlest of his children. In fact, it's only when we know how big and great Jesus is and how little we are that we really get what Christmas is all about. All right, so let's pick up the story. Can we have the, the words up on the screen now, please, Drew? Uh, and we, we, it's Luke chapter 1. So right back, Luke's story of the life of Jesus, Luke chapter 1 and who have we got there? We're right near the start of Jesus' life, in fact even before He comes out into the world. So we've got Mary, um, uh, she's in the story and she's going to have a baby. Can anyone think of the name of Mary's baby? Jesus, good, okay, we're still with me um, and we've got Elizabeth, we're going to see her in a moment, now this is, here's a trickier one, what is the name of Elizabeth's baby because she's going to have a baby as well, someone over that side, Christo? John, John, who we come to call John the Baptist, Baptist. that's right, yes, we've got the right John, lots of Johns in the Bible. Um, okay, I think we're ready to go, so we've got Mary, we've got Elizabeth, both pregnant women, here we go, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. So John leaped in Elizabeth's womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. All right. Wacko, Mary. Mary you're going to have a baby and the baby that you're going to have is going to be my Saviour, is going to be Jesus, He's going to be my King and how awesome is it, I think this is what she's saying isn't it, how awesome is it Mary that you've come to visit me, that the mother of my King has come to visit little me. Right, there's Elizabeth. Now this next bit's very important, Because take a look at what Mary says, have a listen to what Mary says. Does Mary say, ha, yeah, I guess I am pretty important actually, now that you mention it? King and all, Saviour of the world? No, I guess you're right Elizabeth, I guess you are pretty lucky that... I came to visit, is that what Mary says? We'll, we'll have a little look. Uh, I guess I am a pretty big deal, I guess I am pretty important being Jesus' mum. Is that what Mary says, big and proud and full of herself? Let's have a look. Verse 46, and Mary said, my soul glorifies, does she say "My I glorify myself? No, my soul glorifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for He has been mindful of the humble state of of his servant, what on earth does humble, humble, that's what, I, that's what she's saying about herself, I'm humble, humble means like, God, I know I'm little, I'm only small, I'm really, little. I'm so small, you God, you're the big one, you're the glorious one, you're the amazing one, it's not like I've done basically anything, uh, let's keep reading there, from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one, that's God, has done great things for me, Holy is His name. So get this, even Mary, like the Mary in the Bible, Mary, the mum of Jesus, even Mary wanted everyone to know that Christmas, it's not about Mary. It's not about me. I'm not the special one. Here's what Christmas is about. It's about a mighty God who came to do great things, even for little people, do you see? Let's finish the reading. For the mighty one has done great things for me, holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He's performed mighty deeds with his arm. He's scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. The great news of Christmas is that our great, big, wonderful God sent his great son to save not so great us, to save not so big us, to save little us. So let me give you two ways, particularly for the kids, but I guess for all of us, two ways to live for Jesus today and then we're going to pray and I have a few extra words for the grown-ups. Uh, number one is this, number one, we can show that we are Christmas people, we can show that as in real Christmas people, as in Bible Christmas people, as in merry kind of Christmas people, when we show that we are content to be little. We don't have to be the biggest, we don't have to be the loudest, we don't have to be heard by everyone. Could we do that today? We show that we love our big God by letting Him be big and by being content to be small and little in the big scheme of things. And I don't just say that to the kids, I say that to the grown-ups as well. But number two, and, and this is very important for us when we do feel very small actually, like as in really small, do you ever feel that way sometimes? Really small, like maybe we're so small that God couldn't even see us or God, if He did see us, He wouldn't particularly want us or He doesn't like us. Do you ever worry about that kind of stuff? Well, that's when we've got to remember Jesus because what did Mary say? He has brought down rulers, God has brought down rulers from their thrones but He has lifted up the humble. And I want you to know this Christmas that no matter how small uh, or how silly or how alone or annoying or upset or embarrassed or how much of a nothing you feel sometimes, the great big news of Christmas is that our great big Jesus loves even the littlest of his children and that means he loves even you. How about we pray together? Dear God, thank you that at Christmas time you sent Jesus for the little ones. And God, we're sorry for the times that we make out that we are the biggest deal that there is. Forgive us for that, please, our God. Especially today, dear Father, please help us to make a bigger deal of Jesus than we do of ourselves. God, please help us to show our love for Jesus, even in small ways like paying attention to you when we pray at the dinner table or being kind to maybe that cousin or neighbour who's just feeling a bit little and left out, just like you've shown kindness to us, God help us to live our little lives for you on this big Christmas and we ask it in Jesus' name, Amen. I mean, I will just have a few extra comments. Well done, kids! Awesome, awesome listening. In fact, most of you are probably old enough just to listen along. I don't have much to say to the grown-ups, so um, if you're if you're still with me, um, stick with me, kids. I think um, I think you'll be able to benefit from it. Uh, grown-ups, could we just chew over this for a moment? This morning, um, we look at a woman in Mary. We look at a woman who. Uh, who came from obscurity, you know, who came from an absolute nowhere, who was an absolute nobody. Uh, and when her moment came, even then, she was content to remain a nobody in the scheme of things. Because her eyes were filled with her wonderful God and her saving Jesus. That's what filled her view, not herself. And I guess I'd like us to, uh, to take stock of, of ourselves. With this question, are we, are you, at a place in your life at the moment where we can look at the Christmas message of Jesus come into our world? The Christmas message of Jesus come into our world, of our God come into our world for us with a genuine sense of wonder that God would stoop into the world to take a hold of little me. Has the Christmas story humbled us in quite those terms? Or as is so often the case, do we still get so caught up in ourselves? Has the Christmas story shown us God and shown us us in quite that proper light? Um, Jim Packer, one writer, Jim Packer, Uh, he has this wonderful little test for us, uh, and he's using slightly different language, but I think he's driving at the same point. He's asking the question, well, what would it look like if Christians really lived like Christmas was real? You know, that the truths of Christmas sunk down deep into our, into our hearts and the way we live and think and speak. He, he says this. He says, we talk glibly of the Christmas spirit. This, this language, the Christmas spirit. We talk glibly of the Christmas spirit, rarely meaning more by this than sentimental jollity on a family basis. But it is clear that the phrase Christmas spirit should in fact carry a tremendous weight of meaning. It ought to mean the reproducing in human lives of the, the temper of him who for our sakes became poor or perhaps for our purposes today, we could say, for our sakes, became little in our world at the first Christmas. And the Christmas spirit itself, says Packer, ought to be the mark of every Christian all year round. The Christmas spirit does not shine out in the Christian snob. For the Christmas spirit is the spirit of those who, like their master, live their whole lives on the principle of making themselves poor, spending and being spent to enrich their fellow humans, giving time, trouble, care and concern to do good to others and not just their own friends, in whatever way there seems need. Brothers and sisters, uh, friends and guests this morning, to conclude, could we just cast our minds back to the opening words of, of Mary. Um, and specifically to who was big in her eyes and who was very little indeed there in verse 46. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Um, this Christmas may it be our comfort and joy, brothers and sisters, that a nobody young woman from an absolute nowhere town, may it be our comfort and joy to know that Christmas speaks to us of a God who would come to the likes of Mary, have a care for the likes of Mary and be at work in the likes of Mary. Um, And so dare I say it, may God pull us back down to size this Christmas. May we take stock of ourselves and be content to come down a rung or two, perhaps, I don't know if you're like me, where perhaps we need to, uh, whether in our private lives or our devotional lives, in our church life, in our family life, may God pull us back down to size this year in view of him and his grandeur. And lastly, may God lift us back upward Not in ourselves, but in our comfort and joy in Him. Because if God was pleased, think about this, to use the words of a humble nobody to point the world to Jesus, perhaps He'll be content to use our words this year too, to do the very same thing. And may it all be to His glory when He does. How about we pray together? Now, Father God in heaven... We are so familiar with this uh, Christmas story, we know exactly how it goes and moves, Uh, we can almost finish the sentences of how it goes ourselves. Uh, But Father, when we step back it is almost troubling really to reflect on how precarious, how vulnerable, how earthly your great saving plans for the world in Christ were. You reached into our world in all of its frailty and mess to bring about salvation. Father, your works back there at the first Christmas, they look humanly so frail, a nobody girl and an elderly woman and a baby in a manger and a bunch of shepherds and a hostile king. But Father, that was your way and what a way it was. For right there, Father, we know that we will never be so little or so lousy that you'd never have anything to do with us. Christmas reminds us that you know what we're like and you've come to lift us up. Oh God, may Christ be our boast this year. And I boldly pray now, Father, for those amongst us who perhaps this last year haven't made particularly much of Jesus. God, would you please work in them that the year ahead might prove a different one for them spiritually. And for all of us, Uh, God, would you please do the very same thing? Um, Take apart our inner attitude that is ever trying to make less of you and more of ourselves and our self-importance and replace it, God, with an adoration of Jesus, please. Replace it with a patient waiting that knows how to be lowly in this life. Replace it, God, please, with an assurance that you've lifted us up in the coming of Christ and that you are lifting us up even now and that you will lift us up in the return of Christ and forevermore thereafter. May Christ be our comfort and joy this Christmas, in Jesus' name we ask it, Amen.